Hey everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0. We're taping here on the 13th of October. This will hit Saturday morning the 16th. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. This is your destination for everything, music, movies, TV, streaming, to get you through the long, hard weekend. Well, I hope it's not long and hard. It should be easy to, to get you and relaxing. relaxed after a long, hard week at work. Right. Unless you've got a really hot babe, then it should be long and hard. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> anyway, time to talk music. First segment. Don't have a review for you this week, but we've got a lot of music news, including controversy, including the Beatles and the Stones. Who would have thought in 2021 we would be talking about controversy Multiple controversies involving the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. God, you would never think at this point. Well, number one, we've talked about this a lot on our regular, the mothership, the regular Sports Frenzy 2.0 sports podcast. Some people just need to stop talking. Yes. Kyrie Irving, Greg Popovich, maybe Paul McCartney <laughs> needs to stop talking. You know, just put it out there and be done. Paul McCartney, number one, has come out in an interview and said, of course, the whole get back thing is coming out next month. The Peter Jackson documentary about yeah. the end of the Beatles. Paul McCartney has come out and said he is disputing all claims that he he was the one that broke the Beatles up. He has been saying that since it happened. Well, this is probably his most definitive statement saying it was not me, it was John Lennon that broke the Beatles up. Yes. He says he wanted to keep going. This was his band, you know, his in terms of I think he was trying was, to say. This 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 was my life. Right. This is what I enjoyed. This is what I wanted to continue doing with my mates. And John said, Yoko and I are going to go do this. That's what makes the most sense, you know, and uh, nobody's ever going to say you should just look at things based on perceptions or behaviors, but that's what we're going to do here. And I'm going to back Paul up on this. I can't see Paul McCartney being the guy that broke up the Beatles. I can definitely see it being John Lennon. Exactly. So I will back him up on this. This second part, though we will have a problem with. He goes on to say the Rolling Stones were merely, 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 how do you say that? Merely. Merely a blues cover band. Oh, really? Really, Paul? Really? With all the poppy bullshit the Beatles did, I love you, but with all the poppy crap that you pulled with wings, you're actually going to call the Stones a cover band? Really? Because guess what? I'll take the Rolling Stones over the Beatles and Wings any day of the week. Yeah, we've had that discussion. You and I agree on that. I'll take the Stones. I'll take the Stones. I've always said the Beatles get credit for being the first to do it. That doesn't mean you can't make it better. It's like a car. That's right. We're not all driving around Model Ts, are we? Exactly. People want to drive Bugattis. You know why? Because the Model T was the first, Bugatti's better. Sometimes you can improve on the initial formula, the initial idea. And that's how I've always looked at the Beatles. And the Beatles get that credit for making the inroads, being the first to jump the pond, for being the arrow of the British invasion. Right. And, and they're two completely different musical stylings. And we've talked about this in the past with Nirvana. We don't like Nirvana. We we're not fans of Nirvana but they get credit for being the spearhead for the grunge era. Right. Doesn't mean they did it best. I'll take STP. I'll take Soundgarden. I'll take Alice in Chains over them. Bingo. But 
they get credit for being the first. Beatles get credit Even for being the first. Even though Pearl Jam's 10 came out a couple months before, never mind. Sorry. Tangent. I love my tangents. Yes, I know you Even do. though I can't say the word merely. Fairy, cross the merrily. I don't, I don't, there are just words that give me trouble. Like trope. <laughs> if you don't know what I mean, check out the Sports Frenzy regular edition. They that hit a couple days aired. ago. Yeah. All right. We'll get to the Stones again here in a little bit. In the and controversy I'm going to have issues with them. Yep. That might be a uh, last segment, Red Foreman. That issue. very well could be at this juncture. Couple, I've always found this amazing. And I don't do this because I'm a Van Halen fan, but this time of the year just seems to be so bizarre for Van Halen fans. We just had the anniversary of Eddie's death. And now this Diamond past Dave week, just announced he's retiring. Right. This past week, though, October the 10th, David Lee Ross' birthday. Today, October the 13th, Sammy Hagar's birthday. No! Oh! <laughs> the stars align for Van Halen fans in bad ways and in good ways. And it seems like it's always October. It seems like this time well, of the year is just... Well, since their birthdays always occur in October, every year. Sammy, seven years older than Dave. Wow. Yeah, you wouldn't think that. Sammy keeps Oof. himself in such you good shape. You look at the two of them, and you would think Dave was a decade and a half older. Dave born in 1954, Sammy born in 1947. Oof, you would think it was the other way around. I agree. I agree. Sammy keeps fantastic care of himself. Although sometimes again, he's an idiot. I wish he'd keep his mouth shut. All right. Next week, Dave and I will be reviewing the Doobie Brothers new album, Liberty. Again, I'm not trying to say it like, like Cartman, Cartman would. <laughs> you expect my thought. So that'll be your review for next week. Yep. Um, Along with a couple new songs, and then I know Dave's going to come back with a review here. I got I got a couple little things for you here, kids. I have two songs to review for next week. Title tracks from two new albums coming out from acts that we respected, admired, and borderline loved back in the 80s. First off, first album in 17 years. Good Lord. From Tears for Fears called The Tipping Point. <laughs> they have released the title track. Video is out on YouTube. So next week we'll give you a review of that. The album comes out February the 25th of 22. Speaking of Tears for Fears, when we get to the TV segment, Oh, yes. He's got a new no, movie no, coming. No, 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 no. <laughs> You spoiled that for me. I had that. I thought I was going to spring that no. on you. Kurt Smith. Kurt Smith news coming up in the yes, TV segment, yes. kids. We have a lot. Believe it or not, for once, we are not going to be railing on TV and streaming. We are going to be praising it because we we've got a lot of good Good oh news God, on the TV so and streaming front. The <laughs> other new song we're going to review for next week. Again, another title track from another 80s star, Brian Adams. His new album, So Happy It Hurts, comes out on March the 11th of 2022. Title track is out. We shall review that for you. There we go. Conquistador, what do you got? All right. We talked Stones releasing some singles off of the, what was it, the Tattoo, Tattoo You. you. Yeah, the the deluxe reissue. reissue. Troubles are coming is the latest one to go. And I gave it a listen, and it's a nice little bluesy tune. Just kind of a little mellow. You can groove to it and kind of sit there and enjoy it. I liked it. I'm giving it a three. It's it's got that classic stones. 
cover band feel. <laughs> F you, Paul. Uh, no, it, it, it's, it's good stuff. I really like it. I, I didn't like it quite as much as the first, the first release of the Tattoo You Deluxe Edition. Um, I would only give this two for me. Yeah. It, it, I thought it was a little dull. I thought it was a little boring. Um, it could have been my frame of mind when I listened to it that I just needed that kind of, that, that flow. It's still, that it had. it's still probably better than anything they've put out in 30 years. Oh, by far. By far. That, that's why this is the remastered. It's older stuff that hasn't been released yet. And so far from these two, I wish they would have released these over a lot of what they've done, like you said, over the last 30 years. Yeah. Well, I really liked Living in the Heart of Love. I thought the first that was, release. That was brilliant. That I could not. We talked about this. I could not understand how that did not make the cut. Yeah. For the original tattoo you release. Yeah. It's better than waiting on a friend by a mile. Oh my God. Yes. This this I thought was much better than that, too. But again, they're looking at how does the album hold together? Is it coherent? Does it flow? And I'm not I'm not trying to be a condescending asshole. I understand that. So maybe it did. But didn't. there are some points. But how did like, it not get released anywhere, at any some shape, point. at any time? Yeah. Steel Wheels, Bridges to Babylon, you couldn't fit it on there you somewhere? You could have thrown some of the, these in there somewhere down yeah. the line and would have made your fans happy. Yep. So you mentioned to me last week that there's a new video that was put together for Billy Joel's scenes from an Italian restaurant. Yes. And I, I, I admit I slacked on this. I did not get a chance to watch it. So you give us the review and I will check it out. Think back to eighties MTV when you had videos, actual videos and Aha, take on me, take me on. The whole comic book feel, that's what you get with this one. And it's very well done. I really enjoyed it. You got the comic book pages flipping. You've got the homage to Billy Joel himself in different parts of the background at different phases of his career. Doing some performances and stuff back there with the main storyline going on and very well done. Okay. It's, I'm going to, I'm going to admit something to you. Not intentionally. I did not do this intentionally, but I love that song so much. It is one of my top 20 songs of all time. I think maybe I didn't want to watch the video because I was scared somehow he was going to ruin it ruin the song for me. So maybe it did I not, was using you as a, a guinea pig it, to watch it and let me know. It did not ruin it at all. It actually followed the story arc of the song beautifully. Brando and Eddie? Yes, so where it's got the whole thing in the restaurant with meeting back up, telling the backstory yeah. where he's at at that point. And then when it kicks in, it goes back to their story following it through. All right, I will have to check it out. I was just worried. It, it it's one was, of those things where I did not want the video, this video coming back decades and decades after the song to ruin how great the song makes me feel. No, it, it actually flows very well. Okay. I thought they did it justice. Okay. Very cool. I'm glad so, you took the hit for me. So now I will, it's, I will it, check this out. I, I found, I thought it was, I, I was surprised at how well it was done. Okay. Thank you. 
I feel better now. I feel better. <laughs> um, did you check out the ACDC video, Mists of Time? I have not yet. I don't know if that's going to do anything positive or negative. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. And plus, I think that's one of the weaker songs on the last album. So, <sighs> yeah, I'll probably avoid the video for that. Yep. Now, did we review Low Red Sunset last week, David Lee Roth? We did not. You need to do that for next week, then. David Lee Ross, Low Res Sunset, which he released the day he announced he was retiring. Which is supposedly the third release off this mysterious John 5 album he did. That is, is supposedly fantastic. John 5's been begging him to release it, but he won't. But now he's released um, Giddy Up and... Low Res Sunset, and then, of course, the tribute to Eddie. Um, the What is it? The uh, Sunset Bar and Grill, something like that. Oh, yeah. I I'm sorry. I I'm botching think. the name of it. I Off the top of my head, I cannot remember the full name of it. Um, but this is the third release, supposedly, off this session that was supposed to be this fantastic album that they put together. So maybe Ugh. now that he's retiring, maybe it'll Put finally it out. Come on, finally see the light of day. Um, and then of course, unfortunately, to end up our music segment, we have to. Uh, I want to hold off on the Stones. I do. Normally, I would think I want I want to give this more time, but this needs to go in the dumbass segment just because. This is going to tie in. That's the to... full cancel culture crap. Right. Right. Um, yeah, it's. I will. I, Hold I will... on to your classic CDs because you will not get this song ever again. I will jump ahead. Let's do this. To close out our music segment, I will jump ahead. I don't normally like to do this, but I want to do a moment of silence right now. I have one moment of silence for music. And I am confused. Some people say it was the English beat. Some people say it was the beat. But the drummer for who I refer to as the English beat, Everett Morton, passed away. Save It For Later is one of the greatest songs of the <laughs> 80s. Now, I always thought it was the English beat. But I guess that was only the way they referred to here in America. Over in the UK, they, they were just were the, the beat. beat. But initially when I, I saw he had passed, of course, thoughts and prayers to his family and his friends in the band. But this is where you take positives out of negatives to me. Is that when I saw that... I, I thought, this is the first time I've thought about Save It For Later in years. And I immediately had to put it on Spotify. And it God. is such a great you know, song. I can't even think of what it is. It's been so long since I've heard it. It is just I, such an unbelievably cool 80s song. It is it is a typical 80s song. It's got that little the new synthesizer, wave. The new wave. Yeah. Save It For Later is one of the greatest songs of the 80s. I cannot... I cannot even think of it right now. I might have to play this for the Conquistor on our break when we go to our promo. Just to, He will just know to it in 10 seconds. The memory. He will know it in 10 seconds. But kids, if you have not listened to the English beat Save It For Later, check it out. Fantastic song. Figured I would sneak that in early because I have a feeling at the end, our last segment will not we're have gonna, time. We're going to miss it. So. Yes. This whole brown sugar thing is really firing me up. So it's going to. And up. there's your teaser. Yeah. But we have got a lot of great news coming up with TV and streaming, as Dave alluded to. <laughs> with the Tears for Fears reference. Got some movie reviews coming. I've heard coming. it both ways. <laughs> so hold on. Stay tuned. 
the weekend edition will be right back. We're not saving it for later. We're giving it to you right now. Mm, yes. Listen, you will to Sports Frenzy 2.0, you must. Much to learn from the maestro and conquistador there is for entertainment every Saturday. On Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple, and everywhere are they found. I am the conquistador, Dave Height. And I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. And welcome to the film segment of Sports Frenzy 2.0. Here, as we tape on October 13th, debuting on October 16th, we have a couple of films that we will review for you. Are they really films? No, not really. <laughs> I was going to say, mine <laughs> Mine is the farthest thing away from anything that would show up at Con or Venice. I'm trying world. to bring yeah. some respect oh, to I'm trying to figure out. On the break, we listened to the English Beat Save It For Later, and you did not know it, did not recognize it, did not love it. No, I had to look up when it came out, and it was a year and a half, really, before... Yeah, I Dave, started Dave and I, in terms of age, have about a four-year, five-year gap. And this is one of those times where it came into play. Yep. Is that he was a little too young for the English beat, where that was right in my wheelhouse in terms of just got MTV started. And we just watched the video. And it's still one of the greatest songs it's of the It's good 80s. stuff. It's If you're not familiar with it, it's got... You should be familiar with little saxophone, little, little saxophone. Ska. If you like the Kinks, let's dance. It's kind of got that vibe to it. Yep. So it, it's worth checking out. But the Conquistador will start us off. We did not do our usual mutual movie review this week. We just kind of let each other do what we wanted. We to. went free form right. this week. So Dave's got a review for you first. I went on to Netflix and was kicking around and I saw this kind of comic neon uh, poster for this movie with Woody Harrelson there. I'm like, it's Woody. How bad could it be? It was called Kate. Okay, yeah, I... I have been thinking about signing back up for Netflix because doesn't that have Mary Elizabeth Winstead in yes, it as well? Yes, it who does. Who I love, and I mean that in not just an acting way, but in a carnal way. So this Mary is a female assassin in Japan who, after a botched attempt, wants to get out of the game, but... She winds up getting poisoned with a uranium-based substance and has 24 hours before her body gives out to exact revenge on those who poisoned her. Yep. And they do a phenomenal job with her body breaking down and going through everything with getting wiped out bleeding and all the stuff it's bloody violent it's great on that respect the storyline's pretty good uh winds up befriending the teenage daughter of a past victim in her quest which is fraught with double cross upon double cross and different things Unfortunately, the premise comes out a hell of a lot better than the actual execution of the movie. And I'm only going to give this one two. I, I was disappointed. The, the, the premise behind it was brilliant. And a lot of what they did was good. But overall... I just didn't feel it. Very intriguing that you would pick that movie because that is the one movie that's on Netflix right now where I was tempted to go back. I will go back for Dieter. 
here in a couple of weeks, and <laughs> yes. we will review. We will review Army of Thieves. Um, so that's but cool that you saw that. I will check it out. Um, maybe I, you'll I'm, like it better, but it just yeah, didn't do it Yeah, it's disappointing that you didn't like it. I, I wanted to. There were parts that I really did enjoy. Right. And I, I did not know overall, Woody was in that. Yeah, my, very minor character. Okay. But the over overall, I was left wanting. Okay. Still, so, yeah, I, that was one that I had on my list in terms of ones I wanted to watch once I kicked down my Netflix subscription so, again. So. And, and maybe it was when I watched it, but... Yeah, this is this is going to be a tricky time for me in terms of streaming because I don't want to overindulge, but I want to get Netflix back to see Dieter. Now Black Widow is on Disney Plus. I cannot pay the rat yet. It's only eight bucks a month, though. I still don't want to give the. We'll get Wandavision. We'll get. I'll get there Winter at Soldier some point. And the Falcon. I'll get there at some point. I think this is the point for me. It's going to be coming very soon. So the you figure Shang Chi is going to be on by Christmas. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll probably wind up doing the. Uh, I want to see the Beatles thing too. The drop to get Netflix back. I'm sorry, but I do pick up Disney for a bit and then yeah. flip flop back and forth and yeah. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I had to watch, and again, this is a movie I know that uh, the Conquistador didn't really care if I watched it one way or the other. So um, that's why we decided to just do our own thing this week. But I, I loved, loved, loved the first Escape Room. I loved it. Um, I thought it was one of the greatest horror thriller movies of the last decade. So I got Escape Room 2, Tournament of Champions. <laughs> can you really have a Tournament of Champions? Yes, on you can in this second? situation. Yes, you can. Okay. You can. You have, to, just... you have to understand the premise. I'm not trying to be harsh, but you have to understand the premise of the first. Fair if enough. If you understand the premise of the first... Tournament of Champions makes complete sense. All right. Now, unfortunately, this movie tries to build a mythology, which it really shouldn't have tried to do. One of the best things about the first movie was it just basically was pushing these people into escape room after escape room after escape room. Didn't try to go saw. Yeah, yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Really a good way to look at it. That's what I thought too. It's trying to build like that jigsaw mythology. <sighs> and it's not it's not nearly as tantalizing or in interesting as Jigsaw when they try to explain the backstory of who they call the quote unquote game master. It kind of ruins everything from the first. Uh... But I will still give it three frenzies because the escape room sequences are still fantastic. I mean, there you go. This is up there with Final Destination. Ooh. In terms of when they're doing these escape rooms, the logic involved in trying to solve how to get out, <clears throat> the twists, the turns, the chaos, the mayhem, keeping it all in sync where it is really awesome. It's still really in, even in the second one, the first one's better because it's more focused on all that. Again, the second one tries to build a, build a mythology, which I didn't need, didn't want. Not everything has to go into that down. way. Now I did watch, here's the thing. I did watch the extended cut. I did not watch the theatrical cuts, so they said they added on 10 to 15 minutes of extra plot exposition. So, so maybe, maybe that ruined it. That could be. That could be. Because let's face it, not all director's cuts are appropriate. Um, yeah, so I might have to go back and watch the theatrical cut just to see if they just take most of that out. Yeah. 
but again, the sequences where they are in the escape rooms and they're trying to figure out how to get out are just brilliant. They're well done. It's the thinking man's horror movie is what it is. I'm sorry, thinking persons. He, him, she, her, it, it, they. It's like, that's why I like it like Final Destination or Saw, as you mentioned. Where some thought is required. Right, it's not just slasher, slasher, dumb teenager getting stuck with a, a butcher knife. There's actually a very creative aspect to what's going on behind the scenes. All right. So again, I give it three frenzies, not as good as the first, which is a borderline four for me. Three and a half, definitely borderline four. This one builds at least on what we were left with at the end of the first one. But again, I don't need them to do this whole mythology thing. There you go. Just an evil person putting together these escape rooms, torturing people. Good enough. Let it go. Perfect. So, one I'm intrigued to watch here coming down the line, the new Scream. Bringing back the cast. Was it Scream Revisited or? Well, here's the thing. And you know, you, you and I agree on this. Is it, I get tired of when they start things over again and they reboot and they redo things. They didn't want to call this Scream 5. No. So now this it's... is just Scream again, which I'm like, oh, come on. It, I... why, what is wrong with calling it Scream 5? You've got Nev Campbell back. You've got David Arquette back. You've got yeah. Courtney Cox back. It's Scream 5. But no, they're just going to call this Scream. Well, it goes, harkens back to all the Halloweens. Right. Exactly. Why can't That's what you I was just thinking keep of. going? Right. We've had three different movies called Halloween, basically. We had the original John Carpenter. We had Rob Zombie. And then we had the the reboot that they're now, which we're going to review next week. Yeah. Halloween Kills is the second of the trilogy, which we'll review next week because that's on Peacock. Yeah. We'll be able to get that. But you're right. I'm I'm looking forward to it, but at the same time, I'm pissed off that just they won't call it Scream Five. five. I know, just put the number to it because everybody knows what it is. Right. No, I have to admit, I have to watch four. I don't think I ever watched four. Wasn't bad. Now at the box office, it was a disaster. So I think that's why they put the series on hold. Yeah. Other the other movies were making hundred million dollars. This one, I uh, four, I think made thirty five, forty million. So yeah. they said, okay, we gotta we'll, we gotta we'll hold take off a break. On hold off on that. Speaking of movies making tons of money, this depresses me. Seriously depresses me, because I figured this was going to be the movie to bring the Marvel universe to a screeching, shattering halt was Eternals. First day, ticket sales, according to multiple sources, say that it is exceeding Black Widow and Shang-Chi. Why? There's nothing remotely intriguing about this. And Salma Hayek. I don't care. No, I'm with you. If you watch the trailer, it's trash. Yeah. It's if you terrible. watch the trailer, it's trash. I don't. This is not Guardians of the Galaxy. They figured out a way to take minor Marvel characters and make them great in Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't see that in these trailers. I people are hoping, buying tickets in advance, hoping for lightning in a bottle twice. But you know the media is going to lap it up because, oh, it's a PC correct, you know, group of characters. And there's a gay person in it. And he kisses another gay person. Guess what? If we really don't freaking care. The Eternals. The Eternals are one of the weakest, if not the weakest. They're bad. Ongoing characters group in Marvel. Yeah. 
why they would even attempt this is beyond Because they me. don't have anything left to go to. They're scared. They're scared. They should go back to Ghost Rider. They should go. Blade eventually is coming. They won't do the Punisher because yet, the Punisher yet. is incorrect. No. Politically incorrect. No. My boys have told me they have read that the Punisher is not done. It He will be back. What are they going to do to him? I don't know. That's the... what I mean, they're going to basically do the cinema version of castrating him. Probably. They shouldn't. I mean, you've got Moon Knight. They still haven't done Moon Knight. They, I mean, there are so many characters out there they could do, and they chose the Eternals. Just bad decision. Now, speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, we know that three is finally a go. Good God, how long has it been? Well, and I want to bring this up, doing a, a typical maestro COVID or not, this is too freaking long to get. Well, we talked about in the sports segment of our usual Mothership episode this week, talked about John Gruden and how he got basically forced out because of racist, homophobic, sexist emails. James Gunn is one of the examples of people that somehow got away with doing stuff like that, but because people rallied behind him, he was brought back and right. given a second chance. Huh? So, yeah. So now he's in charge again of Guardians of the Galaxy Part 3, Volume 3. I'm sure it'll have an awesome soundtrack. It better. Will Poulter, who was the teenage boy in We're the Millers, will star as Adam Warlock, if you remember, in the uh, post-credit scenes. Yes. They hinted to the fact that Adam Warlock was going to be a part of this. So yeah. he will play Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Peachy roll if you can get it. Yes. <laughs> just, All right. Just don't get stung. <laughs> All right, kids. TV and streaming news. Great. Awesome. TV and streaming news coming up next. Good stuff. Carry us through a couple dumbasses, which will probably elicit a rant or two on my on my part. Maybe, maybe, probably the more than likely. will join in. So, stay tuned. We'll be right back. In a world of politically correct sports coverage, two individuals stand alone as the last bastion of sanity. The Maestro and the Conquistador star in Sports Frenzy 2.0, the podcast. Available on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and CastBox. Hey everybody, welcome back to the final segment of the Weekend Edition Sports Frenzy 2.0 taping on October the 13th, 2021. This will hit on the 16th. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. We have got tons of TV and streaming news leading into a couple dumbasses, which will lead into some epic rants, at least for me, if not from Probably both of us. Probably both of us, because I'm a little pissed off with one of the things going on. First off, as always, looking back at our shows, our favorite shows that air week to week right now. I'm just upset that the Conquistador got blocked out of watching. I am so pissed. The latest episode of Tacoma, but let me tell you this. Ugh. Weakest of the year so far. Okay. So. I've got to see if I can get a hold of it blocked out i got the first three episodes and now all of a sudden i'm not able to get the fourth the fourth episode of tacoma has a dual storyline one of them is pretty funny one of them is awful just not funny at all and of course the one that's not funny has to do with podcasting of course it does (laughs) all i could think about was we're better than that (laughs) (laughs) we're better than everything come on Now we go on to the shows that we have watched 
Yes. What we do in the shadows. Oh my God. <laughs> Let's see. Do we start with chasing the ghost doll or the siren song? All right. Can I be honest? I'm going to be honest. Again, like Tacoma. It's probably the weak, weakest. Weak, weak episode. It was a weak episode. Um, they I had, didn't like either storyline. I didn't like either storyline. The sirens had more potential than what it went to. Yes, I agree with that. I, I like Colin Robinson actually exposing himself a little bit in terms of, you know. Putting himself out there. Is he in love or has he fallen under, under the, the siren sun. spell? Could he fall of under course, the siren spell? Of course, the last spell. line in the show is fantastic. <laughs> As he tells, he dismisses the camera crew. crew. <laughs> because he's going to take he, care of himself. Yes, he he, he takes a, uh, <laughs> a blanket off of his shortwave radio, which is playing the siren song. <laughs> Oh it, my god. God bless Laszlo. Laszlo has turned into probably the most interesting character on the whole show. I appreciate Between Jackie Daytona and the fact that even though he is a perverted bastard, he has probably got the best heart of everybody on he the show. He does. He has taken it upon himself to befriend Colin Robinson. And of course we know what happened a couple episodes ago was going to come back and bite him when he was drunk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Guillermo basically, basically pledged his mistake onto Laszlo. It will all come around. The show is too brilliantly written to let that one go. Yes. They've got to, they've got to, I'll tell you what they got to do. Nadja's got to dial it down about 10 notches. She's really yeah. this season been too. She's like a shrew. She's like a harpy. She's, she's got, got they to, need to give her some kind of a depth outside of this and stupid doll connection she's got. Yeah. Or wanting to be the be all end all of the vampiric council. Right. And, you know, even though um, Nandor didn't have a big role in this per se, earlier in the year with still, the whole, you know, trying to hook up with the, the receptionist yeah. at the gym. You're at right. least showed something. In Nadia has no depth. Everybody else does. Yes. Even Colin yes. Robinson now has, has shown depth. depth. Yes. Nadia really needs to have that episode to bring it out and to continue on. Right. Agreed completely. Laszlo's always had it, but Jackie Daytona just took him over the top. <laughs> That's right, kids. If this podcast ever ends and you need to find the host, one of the hosts, just look in any random dive hotel for Jackie Daytona. <laughs> any dive bar yep. for the bartender called Jackie Daytona. If he's got a toothpick in his mouth, it could be one of us. <laughs> and don't put it past us. The way life is... <laughs> couple weeks of of bad mojo it could happen titans was interesting this week wow scarecrow we, really went off the deep end on this one yeah as we wrap up we got probably a couple episodes two left yeah before the the finale yeah scarecrow went over the edge and damn how's nightwing getting out of this situation yeah that's the thing i'm trying to figure out how nightwing is going to get out of the predicament he is in and unfortunately, he Titans reflects himself. Titans reflects all too well how stupid our society is. Pretty much, yes. It it it's it's everything today in a nutshell. There is no reason why Gotham should have turned on the Titans, but they did without any evidence, without any facts. All it was was social media. Yep. That's yep. just very fitting and apropos for our world today. And now Nightwing is paying the price. Um, Starfire's story is interesting. That's, wow. Yeah, that we get really little, was we, intriguing. We get a little how... look into her origin story. Not exactly what I was expecting. Right. That's very um, interesting and... We'll see how that develops. 
Yeah, hopefully, again, only two episodes left with all these plot lines to tie up. We still got God. we still got Tim Drake out there who you know is eventually going to become Robin. Right. Donna Troy, you know, Raven just got back. They just found the Lazarus pit. Sorry, that's not a spoiler. You Deal know with it. it's coming. Um it's uh, they've got to have a season 4. There's no way they can wrap up you all can't. these storylines. It's impossible. Right. Yeah, there there's no way. And I, I, I don't know how they're going to even bring this season to a conclusion in two. But there's, there's got to be a, a wrap up, a quick wrap up to lead into a season four. They cannot conclude this whole thing. No, not even episodes. close. Nope. Not even close. Nope. Um, other stuff. I am so ecstatic and so happy. Nash Bridges is coming back. And it's not a reboot. Don and Cheech are coming back. It's a continuation. Continuation, Hollywood. This is what you do. You don't reboot. You don't remake. You bring the same actors back. And we've got more about that coming up, too. That's why I was saying this is a very positive, feel-good Sports Frenzy Weekend Edition. Nash Bridges will be back with Don Johnson and Cheech Marin on November the 27th with a USA TV movie. They are saying, you people better goddamn watch it because if the ratings are good, they will bring them back for a series. Go! God, Please. I hope this translates to our next big news. Which I thought I would spring on you, but I could not. No, I've watched the trailer for this multiple times. Psych 3, this is Gus. Yep, the sequel to the sequel. On Peacock, November the 18th, 2021. Oh, tune in for this one, kids. Yeah, the only... All I, you psychos need to really watch this one. I, I think the ratings for this will be good enough to have another movie. But the thing is... With both of them on different networks, working on different shows, it's going to be really hard Ugh. to pull them in to, to get Psych going again. I never understood why they ended Psych to begin it, it with. It shouldn't have ended when it did. It The writing on it was brilliant. It never lost any creative steam whatsoever. No, it never. didn't. There, there, there was no sign of it even starting to wane. But... Yeah, this is Gus looks absolutely awesome. And as we alluded to in our previous talking about Tears for Fears. Yep. There will be another Kurt Smith cameo. Yes. Of course, Kurt Smith shows up on occasion on Psych. Because that's what God Psych rest is, his soul. Psych is so freaking cool. God rest his soul. <laughs> He's not even dead. <laughs> Do you want more good news on the TV? Oh, we friend? need all the good news we can get. Maybe this one will surprise you. Maybe I might get you on this one. Maybe, maybe not. Netflix has greenlit. Because that's what they say in Hollywood. It's greenlit. I, I greenlit this. That 90s show. I heard about this. But it is not the disaster that was that 80s show. This not. is Red and Kitty are back. That makes the whole difference right there. Kurtwood Smith and Deborah Jo Rupp will be back as Red and Kitty form and welcoming their granddaughter to Point Place <laughs> for the summer. <laughs> Where they will have to deal with a new oh generation of miscreants. A new generation of dumbasses. And there are rumors that, of course, Eric and Donna and Kelso <laughs> and Fez will make guest appearances. Just like they did on Netflix on the ranch. Yes. That is awesome. So, three. Psych. Nash Bridges. That 90s show. Great revivals with the original characters. As original said. characters. Continuation. As Dave Ugh. said, this is what you do. 
You don't redo it with new people. Bring back the originals. And if you have to go a different route, make it a new freaking show. That's like all we ask. Like the ranch. That was the ranch to me was a reboot in some ways of that 70s show. A completely different setting. Yes. But basically Similar almost the same type characters. with Sam Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> and Deborah Winger. Yeah. yeah. So brilliant. All right. Zombies. I gotta talk zombies. When you're done, I've got one to allude to. This Friday. On sci-fi, which I will check it out because I am a sucker for zombies. Friday as we tape. Right, so... The day... This will not... Yeah, unfortunately, when this hits... It will, it will be, be yesterday. Last night. So, set your DVR for episode two. Day of the Dead. Based on the George Romero classic. Original black and white. Hershey no, no, Syrup Day of the Dead. Day oh, of the Dead. Day was, of the Dead. Never mind. Sorry. That was the helicopter yes. cutting off the zombies' yes. heads. Midnight movie stuff. Yes. Day of the Dead will be on Sci-Fi this Friday again. As this hits, you just missed it. Just missed it by that much. So go back out, find it on demand, and set your DVR for episode two. I did not watch Chucky, by the way. Yeah, I Last. can't. I will. I will watch Chucky. I will. The original movie was fine. The sequel movies left a lot to be desired. I have no desire for it. I'll give it a in shot. In a series. I'll give it a shot. There's, I was going to talk about, I did watch the first episode of CSI Vegas because I'm a big CSI fanatic. But just like La Brea last week, when I watched the first episode of that, God, these networks, literally, who is writing and producing and creating this stuff? It's a bunch of millennial idiots who all they care about <laughs> is making their PC quotient. quotient. Uh... And they had to bring back the weakest character from the original CSI, Sericidal who I couldn't stand, who, of course, William Peterson ended up hooking up with. So now he's coming back, but in like a limited capacity. The woman who runs the CSI lab in Vegas now, the actress' name is Paula Newsom. She is abysmally bad. She smiles all the time. I mean, you don't always you're working smile. with dead bodies and bodily fluids blood semen mucus it she's just like grinning all the time like this is so wonderful she's like wendy williams i know oh, wendy williams wow. is undergoing health issues i'm sorry but she reminds me of wendy williams the talk show host yeah just grinning ear to ear all the time about people's misery and people's you know misfortune she, and plus, I, she limps, so she's probably handicapped too. So she checks so off she checks two off. boxes for Hollywood. There you go. Uh, all right. This week, third episode of NCIS. Leo Jeth Leroy Jethro Gibbs is now officially gone from the show so mark Harmon's character went gently into that fishing night it was an apropos final episode for his character got to say goodbye in his own way to everybody that he dealt with at that point so it, it was a fitting end to his run so could I be honest? You don't care. I don't care. There you go. For anybody out there. I have never watched a single episode of NCIS. It's it's in its what 18th season. Yeah. Well. And I've watched now for three. Well, I'll tell you what always And I'm turned not me off. going back. What always turned me off? I, I always like Mark Harmon. That wasn't my problem. That goofy ass uh 
black haired chick in the lab with the ponytails. Oh, Paulette, whatever. Oh my God. The minute I saw her in the commercials, I'm like, I can't watch this crap you know if what? she's part of it. When I started watching, it was like the season. She ended up it being was like after... one of the main characters. Yeah. She was not there when I started watching it. Which it's in, it's not bad. I'm not going back and watching all the old stuff. But where I'm at at this point, I'm okay with the characters who are there. That's fine, but I will not go back. It's it's entertaining. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, come on. We got Fez on there now. Yeah, I know. I know Fez is on there now. So. Again, another. Filmer is, does very well. They take all of our stars from the shows we love. Psych, that 70s show, and they spread them out on all these networks and all these shows so we can't get our shows back. I know, but it's not bad. And now, Squid Games. I can't take it anymore. Netflix's new greatest hit. Coming to you from Korea. Mrs. C and I are halfway through this one. We've heard the talk. We watched the first one. And damn, if it doesn't rope you in wanting to find out what the hell happens. Don't watch LeBron James' press conference from this week. Exactly. Stay away from spoilers. Most everybody's doing a great job. Just saying, wow. Check it out. But one dumbass. LeBron James screwed an untold number of people who haven't gotten to the final yet. So I'm hoping to have it knocked out this coming weekend here as we record. So next week I can give you the full review and rating on it. That is perfect because I will never watch it. So go for it. I am. I'm. <laughs> we are very intrigued, and it, it. Wow, it's it's intense. It's as intense as you've heard it is. Couple other notes that you might be intrigued by before we get onto our dumbasses and our ranting and raving. Uh, this one, eh, we've got another Walking Dead show. But this one might be a little more interesting. This is an anthology. Yeah, I know. They're Tales doing... of the Walking Dead. Yeah, they're picking different characters and giving their backstories and blah, blah, blah. That might be... The, the mistake they made, not only with Fear of the Walking Dead, because that was just so awful, but then they did the one with the kids. This is what they should have done next. This this is more intriguing, more interesting. This to is me. canon. Yes. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> They've lost me a few seasons ago, and I'm not going back. I don't care. I know. And I haven't watched what the last twenty episodes, twenty five. Oh, it's so, more than that for me. I'll catch up at some point, but I will not. For you, this is not for me. For you, October the 31st on the BBC, season 13 of Doctor Who. (sighs) I I thought you were big into Doctor Who. They lost me when they made the Doctor a chick. Oh, Mr. Oh, you're politically incorrect. Oh, my God. No, I am not politically incorrect then justify why you don't care about Doctor Who now because she's a chick. I watched one episode and it was abysmally bad. She was horrible. Okay, so you're saying quality. The quality was awful. All right. Let's start that as our... PC rants to wrap up the weekend edition because it's time for the dumbasses of the week. DC Comics. Superman. It's It's not even Clark Kent anymore from what I've seen. It's it's 
It's his Clark son. and Lois's son. Oh my god! And now he's bisexual. Stop ramming this freaking crap everywhere. It doesn't need to be done. It's stupid. This is again why I say. Why are we hiring all these little 20-year-old millennials to run these companies and create this content that is going to divide the nation? Because I, that's all this is going to do. That's the whole point. You think you're going to sell comics. You're not going to sell comics. You're okay. just going to piss people off. You think you're going to get press. Guess what? It's going to go away in two months, and people will not buy your crappy comics anymore because of this garbage. I get it. There needs to be acceptance, equity, inclusion, Nobody's... equity, inclusion, everything, fine. But stop going too far. You cannot make up for everything all at once. Yes, people have their differences. Yes, we should be accepting of whatever, but stop forcing it. That is the issue we have. What have we always said? We've said it with movies. Now we're saying it with comic books. Come up with, you want to come up with a, a new gay character, well-written, well done, do it. But why does why Superman's do you have to kid have to be turned into bi? Why is Robin have to be turned by. It's insidious. I'm sorry. That's the only word I can come up with. It's insidious. You are trying to devastate and destroy all of the myths, all the legends. And we're not, I know we're talking about comic books here, but you're doing this with movies, comic books, TV shows. Again, we have said this week after week come after week. With come up with new, new. ideas. Stop taking established characters and destroying them just so they fit into your little stupid PC mythology. Stop it! It's Be not right. original. Again, Fahrenheit 451. This is what's coming. Be original. Stop forcing agendas. And of course, now we have to move on to... I can't call the Rolling Stones dumbasses, but I guess I have to because they bow to political cor cancel culture and cancel culture pressure. They just announced they will no longer play Brown Sugar on tour. Their second most played song next to Jumping Jack Flash in their catalog. Duh. Here's my here's my problem with this. I don't care about the lyrics. They're trying to, back then, trying to write a creative, dark song about slavery. If you silence every voice that's not fitting your quote-unquote agenda, where are we going to go? You're going to stifle creativity. You're going to stifle any new voices. Do you know how many... Songs, TV shows, movies, classic stuff. That's Song gone. of the South. Song of the South was the first one to fall. The classic Disney movie because it depicted slavery. So what? It's part of history. You people don't understand what you're doing. How about we take every movie scene that depicts rape out? Gee, I thought that's what we were going to get with the whole Me Too movement. No, here's, what, here's what's next. You're going to have to take every movie that shows so, a rape so or gone, a sexual assault So gone out. is Death Wish, gone is Sudden Basic Impact. Basic Instinct, gone. But you're hypocrites, so you won't do that, will you? The problem with you, Hollywood, is that you pick and choose your enemies. Even though they're not your enemies, they're really your friends. You sit here and you go, 
we don't like this. We don't like that. We oh, decided but this to one's cancel okay. this. Right. And this goes all the way back to the argument we had on our regular Sports Frenzy episode about John Gruden and what happened with him. I want Jimmy Kimmel. I want Stephen Colbert. I want Samantha B. I want all your little liberal, lovey-dovey, happy, good-time TV hosts to go back into their lives, in their histories, in their emails, in their conversations, and I want them to tell me they've never said anything offensive. They've never said anything racist. They've never said anything misogynistic. They've never said anything homophobic. They'd be liars, liars, and liars. And it's coming for you next. If only. If only. The only positive about this Rolling Stone story is that Keith Richards said, we're hoping we'll bring it back. He's basically hoping all this crap dies down at some point. You know what? Take a freaking stand and keep going with it. Quit bowing to everything. I don't understand why songs can't be dark. Stories can't be dark. They're violent. Again, are you going to take every movie that has a rape scene in it and take it off the market? What about excessive violence? What about that? When is Roots going away? Oh, no, because that's a positive depiction of slavery. Is it? Oh, it shows shows how the slaves were noble and the white masters were evil. I'm sorry, kids. That's the agenda that they're forcing on you. And in many cases, and it's correct. probably that's, cor- that's a correct portrayal of how it was. But there's always two sides to every story. And that's what we got to remember, and that's what we've forgotten. Now it's one side. If you're not on the one side that thinks they're right, you're done. You're canceled. And that's where it's getting scary. Rolling Stones, I'm with Dave 100%. Keith Richard. Mick Jagger, God damn it, play Brown Sugar. Screw everybody. Play it. It's your signature song. It's a brilliant, dark song about slavery. It should be played. It should be listened to. These namby-pamby asshole liberals don't know what they're talking about. And they're supposedly the creative people in the world, in Hollywood. Yep. And on that note, we need to end this weekend edition. Give us some comments and feedback. We'll talk to you next week. I'm the maestro Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador Dave Height. Peace out. We love everybody except... Hypocrites. And morons. Morons. PC nutbags. All right, kids. See you next week.